0: Welcome to the Fandom Podcast, episode 94. This is the show about the TV, movies, comics, and books that you love. Every week we give you a little bit of geek news and then jump into the fandoms for discussion. But first, ships ahoy, I am Brandon Ushio. Joining us this week we have Nick English.
1: Hey, I paint with a paintbrush, not with words. I'm just telling you all right now.
2: And judge, jury, and executioner we have Jeff Dumas. I'm gone for one episode, and you talk about Gilmore Girls. That's it. I'm getting this podcast back in line.
0: Get us back on track.
2: All right, but before before
0: we go any further, we have a special guest with us this week. We have Todd Mack from the Protagonist Podcast.
3: Hello, everybody. <laughs> I don't I don't have anything uh, like witty or funny prepared to say, but I'm really happy to be here.
0: Here's the thing that I'm a little concerned about. Here, Todd, is this week we're going to be talking about like stories and. Ideas for stories and stuff, and you are you you teach literature, correct?
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but I don't write it. Okay. (laughs) Well, you did tonight.
0: okay this makes the second person from the protagonist podcast that we have had on our show uh we talk about you guys a lot though
1: we need we need to get the holy trinity so we need to get uh <laughs> joe on
3: joseph will be your crowning moment there we go there there we go so
0: we can find all your stuff over at dot com. correct
3: yes all right yep we talk every week about a great character and a great story awesome i like to think
0: that sometimes we we get almost to your level you guys you guys are kind of the gold standard that i set. that i set for us
3: (laughs) that's really kind of you to say i think you guys are doing a great job
0: all right all right awesome well this week for the random fandom i think we're going to skip that we've got a lot of content and trust me it's going to contain a lot of random fandoms i i promise we will get that in there
3: (laughs) (laughs) the randomest the
0: randomest of the fandoms so but for next week and the future weeks, if you guys want to be part of this conversation, go ahead and send in an email to random at fandompodcast.com. Head over to fandompodcast.com slash contact, facebook.com slash fandompodcast. You can send us in your random fandoms. It's basically your picks, your favorite things that you share with us, and then we get to turn around and share that with everybody else who's listening, whether it's an old cartoon, book, movie, action figures we've covered before, all sorts of,
1: all sorts of fun things comic or tv show that you love.
0: Yes, yes, that's what that's no what i said. <laughs> no topic is off
2: limits. No topic is. Even Gilmore Girls. Well, now it is cuz you did a whole episode about it. So <laughs> uh,
0: only when Jeff's not on here can we talk about Gilmore Girls. But
2: Hey, I wasn't on because there was a fifth. I would have been the fifth guest on the Gilmore <laughs> Girls. I was, and five guests or five people's too many, you know, Five
0: people is tough to edit. I, I I appreciate you taking one for the team there plus
2: i really didn't want to watch gilmore girls
0: <laughs> i had a coworker he's he's probably about he's in his mid 60s he he's like brandon brandon we're friends on facebook he says why should i watch gilmore girls and i was like oh you you've seen that i've been tagged and stuff and i've shared stuff but yeah he's so i had a good conversation with a 65 year old man about gilmore girls and he's like i think i'm going to go watch that <laughs>
1: Oh my God. That's awesome. That's my
0: favorite thing about these podcasts, though, is sharing fandoms that you would not necessarily think about with other people and seeing who gets involved in what.
3: Yeah. My brother told me the other day that he picked up a a comic book for the first time in his life. And he's older than I am. He's, you know, in his 30s, older 30s. (laughs) And he said, I'd never, I never, ever would have picked up a comic book had it not been for your podcast. Was it Hero Bear? And I was. No, it was uh, Mouse. Oh, Mouse. That that one's good, too. Yeah. it's uh, Man, it's really, really good. Hero Bear is pretty
0: awesome. I think that's going to be a holiday tradition in my house. My son loved that. Totally. So That's <laughs> so cool. Love
3: Hero Bear. Yes.
0: All right. Well, let's jump into the geek news. So the first news story that we have tonight is that uh, James Gunn has come out and said, no, Baby Groot was not a marketing ploy. It wasn't somebody at Disney saying hey you should uh you should have baby Groot so we can sell plushies and stuff like that. He was like he realized that there was a lot of progression and a lot of growth that the team had to do, and it wouldn't make sense to have an older group there because the if group had already grown up, the team would have figured stuff out because if you really think about it at the end of the first guardians of the galaxy they were that's when they just coalesced as a team. They hadn't figured anything out yet. <laughs>
1: Well, and Groot is like super, super powerful and can pretty much defeat almost everything except maybe Thanos. But maybe that's how it's going to happen. We'll figure it out. But <laughs> you got to, you got to bring back the the power levels here. You know, there's a fun.
2: there's a rumor somewhere online that Groot will actually fight the Hulk in the Infinity War movie. Wow. Wow. I'm in. So it's well. You were in when they said Infinity Wars. You <laughs> oh, were yeah. in with right. Iron Man. I mean, like. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> they they
3: said Marvel, and I'm like, I'm
1: in.
2: <laughs> so there's no denying
3: though that Baby Groot is cute, right? Like, I mean, he's a he's cute.
0: Yes, like when he's got <laughs> the the control for the bomb and he's like running uh-huh. down the tunnel. <laughs> 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 oh,
3: sorry, still haven't sorry, seen sorry, that trailer. Sorry. Wow, you haven't? Oh, I watched it. I don't think I have. I haven't seen the trailer either.
2: I thought it would have played before Doctor Strange, but. I saw it again this weekend. Uh, I thought it would have played before that, but it was the teaser one instead. So, anyway, now I'm sad.
0: Okay, no, it's it's a it's a good one.
2: It doesn't really it's give you trailer. any spoilers. It just gives you some cute baby Groot. I've determined <laughs> with trailers that I'm going to avoid them at home. But once I'm at the theater, it's it's just causing me <laughs> a harder time to have to remember headphones and put on music. And is this a good trailer? No. Okay, I just I have to skip this. I just.
3: It seems like a weird thing to say that like baby Groot is not a marketing ploy, like what's their end goal? Their end goal is to sell is to sell their movie and their stuff
2: Isn't the entire movie a marketing ploy right
1: I guess <laughs> yeah, like the point of every single Disney movie is to merchandise right
2: I mean they're trying to
3: they're trying to reach everybody and make as much money as they possibly can, so to say that he's not a marketing ploy is like he, I, I,
2: don't I know. think i I'm sure he is, but I think. James Gunn wanted it first, and execs were like, "Hey, we can use it." And then there you go. James Gunn said, "I want Baby Groot," and a bunch of people in suits said, "Kids like ch- childish things." Right?
3: Yes. I mean, I, I totally buy that. It's not like initially, yeah. you know, how can we make money? Oh, we'll make a Baby Groot. Okay, how can we build that into the story? But I mean, in the end, they would—they just want to sell as much movie as they can.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. And you know, James Gunn was concerned because Groot was the most popular character, but. Groot was the most popular character. How many of those dancing baby Groot plants did did Disney sell? And so, of course, they're going to be like, "Yeah, yep, let's make the plushies. Let's make, let's bring it all out."
1: Well, and it made it even better that he was dancing
3: to the Jackson Five. I love dancing baby Groot. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about this. I've heard some people worried that Baby Groot is going to be the Jar Jar Binks of the MCU. But I don't think so. I th- I, they haven't messed up yet. Well, When it happens, I will I will call them out for it. I will try to call them out for it because I'll still probably be a Marvel apologist. But I
2: <laughs> You'll be like a comic book guy on Simpsons. That movie was terrible. I will only see it three more <laughs> times today.
0: <laughs>
3: exactly.
0: Exactly. Especially if they have half of the soundtrack of the first
3: movie,
2: half of the quality of the soundtrack.
3: I cannot imagine them just like completely falling on their face with any of these upcoming films.
2: Can you imagine the pressure James Gunn is in to get awesome mix volume two, right? Like to get the magic and the lightning in the bottle or whatever you want to call yeah. it from off the first one. And then, Oh, I have to do that again. Oh no. Well,
0: luckily like, it's not like it's, it has to be a back to back thing. Cause some movies they're like, well, we're going to like hunger games. They're like, we're going to release one every, what was it? Every year that they released one or every other year. And so they had to be working on it constantly, but Guardians of the Galaxy's been a while, and yes, we want it, but Marvel's releasing enough that we're all like, we can we can wait for a little bit for it.
2: Yeah. I really want to watch Guardians of the Galaxy, but in the meantime, I'll just go see Doctor Strange again or watch that Def- or watch Daredevil or Luke Cage, you know, it's like Marvel's giving us enough.
0: Yes, yes they are. Um this is not in the news docket, but it's something that I saw in an alternate story on December 25th on on Christmas Day. If you're in the United States, check out your Netflix for Captain America: Civil War. That is wow. that is going to be on Netflix. I just, I'm, I, I'm so torn because it's all like I want to keep buying the MCU movies, but they're expensive. But if they're going to be on Netflix, maybe I don't.
2: Just do what I do and go to your siblings and say, "Hey, for Christmas, get me this movie."
0: <laughs> you have to get this one specifically because I asked my other sibling to get me this one specifically.
2: <laughs> yeah, he
1: he plans it out.
2: It works out nice cuz my birthday's in May and that's when the sum that's when the first Marvel movie usually comes out. So Lena and Nick are like, "Hey, Jeff, what are you doing for your birthday?" <laughs> and then come Christmas, it's, "Hey, Jeff, what do you want for Christmas?" "Oh, it's that it's that movie we went to in May." Yeah. Very nice. It works it works out great. Having a summer birthday is awesome. That Civil
3: War is a heck of a film.
0: I would say even better yeah. than Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Sure, sure.
3: Really? I have not seen Fantastic Beasts yet. <laughs>
0: I was just I was just trying to get
2: a
1: rise he's out of Nick. Just, yeah, he's he's only saying that because I claimed that Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them was the best movie of the year. And I really still stand by it.
3: That's because Rogue One hasn't come out yet. Yeah, well, true. and that was the caveat. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Anyone else already have their Rogue One tickets?
3: I got mine tonight. No, but my birthday is uh, in two days, and I I know exactly what I'm getting myself. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) See, my
0: mom's birthday is a couple days after the film comes out, so on Saturday we're going as a family, and I'm going with the Comic-Con family on opening night. And I told oh. my wife I've got to do this because I have to make sure that there's nothing that our children cannot go see when when we go as a family <laughs> <right>. on Saturday.
2: <laughs> Couldn't you, in a way, write it off as a write it off in your taxes going to see this movie? Business expense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe the popcorn. Hmm, can I can I write off popcorn on my taxes? That might be cool.
2: Uh, <laughs> if so, tell me how, because my mom will be so happy. <laughs>
0: Our next news story is that I'm not exactly sure what year it is. In the news, we have Lion King Reborn coming out.
1: <laughs>
0: You're gonna keep going, aren't you? Um,
1: <laughs> no,
0: just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so we got Lion King Reborn coming out. No, you can keep going. I'm just going to be the background. So we got Lion
0: Lion King Reborn, the live action Lion King coming out. We have DuckTales, a new new DuckTales coming out. And Mark Hamill is back as the Joker. So are we back in the 90s? Like I'm Wait, Mark Hamill's going to do
2: the Joker on the Lion King? I'm okay with that. Yes. Oh, those were three different stories. Oh, oh, I get three it. Three stories. Oh, man, you just totally you just totally uh, stole my thunder for our later discussion. <laughs> oh, you had a DuckTales <laughs> Lion had, yeah, King Batman? A, yeah, I had a
3: dark I had a DuckTales Lion King uh, Joker mashup. Mm. Mashup.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I I don't see why All not. All right. Well, you better start writing something different. <laughs> Jeez.
3: Okay. All Good right. thing
1: you got the backup Click. plan, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, but no, seriously. Like we've talked about a lot of nostalgic stuff. I'm wondering if there's going to be a point where we can't talk about nostalgic things because they're new again. It's like, oh, no, 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 not the new stuff, the old stuff. And then when you start talking about the old stuff, get called like a gatekeeper for being like, I liked it when it was cool, or a hipster at the very least. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. When I was a child, everyone loved Ducktales. There's,
1: I've already, I've already said the reason that I. When we went to Disneyland for the first time, the person that I wanted to find was Launchpad McQuack. I didn't care about Mickey. I didn't care about wow. Aladdin. I didn't care about anybody else. I wanted to go find Launchpad McQuack, and I found him, and I got a picture.
0: Live-action Aladdin—that one could be cool.
2: Why? Why, why don't we have? Oh, I'm that sure one it's yet. in the
1: works. <laughs> well,
2: because no one wants to do the genie after Robin Williams. That's true.
1: Ah, uh... they'll just have to just dub in his voice. Let's just use the same audio from the movie because you know why not. And you just I'm do a CG genie, and then we just have CG genie. Yeah, there I mean he's going to be anyway. He's going to be CG anyway. Like, well, I guess they could do it live action kind of, and then have his legs not real.
0: Wow, Jeff, way to bring <laughs> us all down. Oh, way to bring us all down.
1: <laughs> they could bring the they could put Next the blurry lens thing <laughs> like they did in Star Wars with the speeder. Just put put him on wheels and then just blur the camera. Put
0: some vaseline over it. Is that what you're vaseline saying?
1: Vaseline on the camera. <laughs> yeah, That's, I think I think that would be like the perfect way to do it. Because you know, we don't have technology to do it better.
2: Definitely not. Especially Disney. Yeah, Disney can't especially afford Disney it. Disney doesn't have
0: that. They're ju- they're just too you know, little. It's...
1: No, especially Star Wars or, you know, any of these other shows like they're not doing too well, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, they uh, I tell you. So. All right. Well, you know, the Geek News was a little was a little shorter this week. There you know, there are some other stories, but we like to bring you the bring you the ones that nobody else is bringing you. And maybe they're not bringing them to you for a reason, but <laughs> <laughs> uh but I you know what I I'm excited about Lion King and DuckTales and, and Mark Hamill as the Joker. All right. Well, before we jump into our main discussion, I just want to let you guys know that this episode is sponsored by Audible.com and here's the deal. I know you listen to other podcasts and I guess I'm okay with that. Uh but you've heard about Audible before. You've heard that they've got over 180,000 titles to choose from, that they have all sorts of devices that they work with even mp3 players if that's how you want to do it uh they've got this great listen guarantee if you get a book and you don't like it you can return it hassle free and they have a 30-day trial you've heard all of that before on other podcasts but this is where things are a little bit different if you use our link fandompodcast.com audible to sign up for a free trial you're signing up for the gold account which is the one book a month at about 14.95 a month but Instead of getting the one free book, you get two free books in that trial. And then if you decide the Audible isn't for you within that first month, you can go ahead and cancel it and those books are yours to keep forever. But if you decide the audiobooks and the Audible channels, which is curated stories and podcasts and TED Talks and things like that, if you if you decide those are for you and that they're pretty cool, you can stay a member and every month you get a credit towards almost any other book that they have in their library and they have so many books in there. I've literally like every book that i have ever looked for has been there uh, i just finished catalyst which is a rogue one novel and it's a prequel to rogue one and i loved it i it was about the story of uh, jin her birth and how her dad got wrapped up into the whole the whole thing and i don't know how many spoilers i'm giving now because i don't know if you guys have listened to or watched <laughs> trailers
2: cuz i never know with you guys anymore nick and jeff <laughs> Assume assume not. Okay, so... I do have a question about this book. How much of expanded universe Star Wars do you need to know? Is it just movies or is it literally nothing?
0: Yeah, this is just movies. This is canon. Like, if you okay. know uh, Clone Wars, Clone Wars has some characters that come across in it. Rebels has some characters that come across in it. Uh,
2: but So, I've never seen Rebels. Would that be an issue? No,
0: no. Like... Okay it, it's a, it, they explain who all the characters are and it doesn't really matter unless you know all this other stuff it's kind of like those easter eggs that are thrown in where like the people who have watched all the cartoons and uh seen all the movies where they're like oh this is this is this person and this is how they tie together and uh it it's really cool it's it's talking about the time right right before rogue one and it explains a lot about how the Death Star actually works. It's not as much of an action thriller as, a, as it is a political thriller, but it really—I think—it really sets the stage for Rogue One and how this is all going to huh. take place. So it was really cool. It was about a little, it was about eleven
1: hours long. So you got to get on it quick. Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> if you're going to the opening weekend, right?
2: Right, right. If you want to, if you want to listen to it before Rogue One,
0: you know, just put it up onto two times speed, and then it's five and a half hours. Whoa. And then they talk like this really fast, and then it's really awesome. And anyone who was listening to this on two times speed, Nick just sounded really fast. He sounded like a Gilmore. (laughs) Oh, man.
2: (laughs) Bringing it all around. The
3: Audible audible version of that book, is it dramatized, or is it just a straight-up narration?
0: So there's one person narrating it. They put some sound effects in there and some transition music, which doesn't distract from it. It actually adds okay. to it. Some, some books that I've had dramatized where they put the sound effects and things like that, it's terrible. But no, this one is just one narrator, and he does a really good job. I mean, it's, it's a man narrating it, and there's a bunch of female parts, and he doesn't do anything awkward when it makes it a female. But when you're listening, you're like, oh, that's a female voice. And I was, I was listening to that. I was like, how is he doing this? Because he's still talking down in his deep voice, but in my brain, it's registering this person as female. And
1: It's like Jim Dale. When he talks as Hermione, and he goes,
0: "Harry," is that exactly
1: how he does it? <laughs> and he says, "Harry, Harry." <laughs> that's how he says it, and it's like, "Okay, that's Hermione in my brain now." All right, that's how she talks.
3: That's uh, Audible is the best. I've listened to so many books lately on Audible, and it's just awesome.
0: I was looking at my library, and it has gotten—it's gotten really big. It's
2: gotten huge. <laughs> Did you just say huge? I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. I just said huge. It's huge.
1: Wow. It is the best Audible library there is. It's better than any other Audible library. It's huge. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You know where it's at, Nick. <laughs> but no, it's uh, part of the reason it's gotten so big is they've got this thing where they – if you, so you can get public domain books for free for your Kindle. But then there's also another service that they have, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It will say, hey, you can get – this audible book version of this free public domain book and i have gotten the anne hathaway wizard of oz and other really for free f- for free or it might have been 99 cents really? or something like that so every once in a while wow. i scan my i scan i scan my kindle books to see what i could get for free or cheap on audible
3: oh if you already own it on kindle yes. then you get the whisper sync for super cheap yes,
0: yes. my 7 year old used that to read part of Wizard of Oz. He had the Wizard of Oz text in front of him and he used our echo to listen to the to the narration by Anne Hathaway and he just kinda kept plugging along. It added a new new dynamic to the reading for him. That's awesome. Audible's pretty cool. I could t- I could keep talking about it all night, but I won't. Fandompodcast.com dot com slash audible so Let's jump into our main discussion right now. So just to give you guys an idea of what we're doing a few weeks ago we talked about fan fiction with our guest Sarah and so this week we are creating a fan fiction anthology book uh, and just to be honest this is the the concept for this is a straight- up rip off of the protagonist podcast which is why i was like i better get i better get one of those guys on here for this one every once in a while you guys do elevator pitches for tv shows for the protagonist podcast network is that is that is yes. that right so yep yeah absolutely so and an elevator pitch is just a, is a short couple minutes pitch where you get to describe a story for a judge and for our, for us our judge is going to be jeff Nick, Todd, and myself, we have come up with three stories. We picked three tropes that we each had to follow, which was time shift alternate universe, where you could put them in the future or in the past. Or there was also an age shift where you can make them older, the main characters of the story older or younger. And there was a zombie trope, because that's huge in fan fiction, where you set zombies in this universe. And then we had a fourth that was a you can choose whatever you want. And Jeff, oh, Jeff yeah. is going to go through here, and he's going to pick his favorite from each of each of these different tropes, and and that's what's going to go into our imaginary fandom podcast anthology book.
1: Jeff, are
0: you ready to judge us?
2: Are you ready to judge us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm always judging you. <laughs> oh, okay. Mostly, most of the time, <laughs> I was it's I'm going to say this though. is not hard for Jeff at all. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, all right. So Jeff is ready to judge us then. Okay, which which. Which fanfic trope do you want to go with first, Jeff?
2: Uh, let's go with age shift. We're going to end on zombies because I haven't watched The New Walking Dead yet, and it's really upsetting me.
0: <laughs> all right. All right. So <laughs> okay. we're going to do age shifting first, and we are going to have – here. you know what? I'll go first with this one, and then we will have Todd and Nick, and then Jeff will decide which one is his favorite.
2: So just out of curiosity, do any of you know each other's stories? Like, has there been any, Not at all. no collaboration, Not, no
3: conversation at all?
2: And I was just wondering if I was going to hear like, Oh, well, Nick chose Dr. Who. So I can also choose Dr. Who. No, 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 we, no. We, we might all okay. be
0: talking about the same thing, but to be honest, I don't think we are because it's a fun, it's fun to say, okay, take, take your favorite fandoms and put them in this alternate universe and try to figure out how it all fits together. And I can see how a fan fiction writer could get addicted to it to be like, Hey, this is kind of fun to, to do this. I could also see how it's a lot of work.
3: So. I will be absolutely stunned if you guys have the same same <laughs> characters. That <they> have. <laughs> That's funny. All
1: right, there's one of them that I guarantee you none of you have the same one. But oh, talk anyway. a lot of
2: trash pregame. We'll see big.
1: what. Yeah, I know. I got to bring it right because I'm like I'm like a a fly amongst like giants here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, all right. So my age shifting alternate universe fandom that I chose to go with was supernatural. As I'm pitching this, imagine that it's a comic book drawn by Scotty Young, the the, the little the little Marvel character uh, artist. So, all right, so young Sam and Dean Winchester are left at a daycare by their father while he's out hunt- on a hunting expedition. Dean is concerned about when his father will return, while Sam is more happy to spend time with other children and learn his ABCs. During free play, Dean notices that many of the children's toys have gone unexpectedly missing dean notices that there's a dark closet that seems sinister to him and so he decides there must be a monster that is living in there and wreaking havoc meanwhile sam's out there making friends uh, like sam does and he makes friends with one odd boy that wears a trench coat named castiel it's a weird name but sam figures that his parents must be from utah (laughs) (laughs) for those of you that aren't from utah we have some weird names in the state dean comes and convinces sam that they need to go take out that monster to keep everyone safe sam reluctantly goes along and castiel figures that well he's curious and so he's going to go along too so facing the obstacles of nap time snack time and the adult caretakers the trio make it to the closet only to find it monster free feeling dejected they go to their cubby holes to get their shoes so that they can go outside and play with the other children when they find the missing toys in another boy's cubby it all makes sense now the boy has been mean and calling everyone idiots. That's when the boys realize that it's people that are the real monsters. <gasps> dun dun dun.
3: That's deep, so. man. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, yours are I like way that. more thought out <laughs> than mine. I'm just going to throw that out there right now.
3: I have a long, I have a long so,
0: commute that I get to think these out through. So
3: I have to say about Supernatural. My students have just raved about Supernatural for years, and uh, one one year I decided, okay, I'm going to do this because you know, it's nice to have like a shared uh, experience that I can. I- that I can use in class with students. So I get on my treadmill one night. Turn all the lights are off. Uh, my my, <laughs> okay, baby, mistake, first mistake. My, my baby boy is sleeping upstairs. Oh no! Oh uh, no! My newborn baby boy. And it's season one, episode one. Begins with a dark house and a baby in a crib, and then a shadow oh. goes across the the front of the of the, the doorway. <laughs> and I was like, "That's it. I'm not, I can't do this." <laughs> I'm not old enough for this show, and I turned it off, and I have never turned it back
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't. Like from what uh, I from what I know of you, it is not a show for you. It's not a show for me. But I was doing a podcast on it, so we were we went through the first oh ten seasons. I think I want to say maybe we did five seasons. Holy crap! But we,
1: ten seasons.
3: Yeah, it was. <sighs> I know. It was a lot. Now that I know, now I know there's ten seasons, and there's just no way.
1: <laughs> well, there's like seventeen. No, no I I'm
0: think sure. they're on season eleven or twelve right now.
1: Oh man! Yeah. I I got through through most of season two and i just lost interest which is weird i th-
0: i think th- i think that it peaked at season five but past that i didn't didn't
1: enjoy any of it really i tried i tried really hard but it was also the daunting task of watching it and i'm like if i'm not super enjoying this like every episode i don't
2: want to watch 10 <laughs> seasons of it so <laughs> fair enough once yeah. it feels like homework it's not fun anymore
3: when you know that like every one hour that you spend watching one show is an hour that you're not watching another. And, so, yeah. I know. And like the, we we are we are mortal beings. So carpe diem and don't waste your time watching shows that you don't love. Here here. And that's the podcast. <laughs> that's everybody, the podcast <laughs> <one> <laughs> good night and good night and good luck. So I really wanted to write a polished pitch and I really struggled with it, in part because I feel like I need to do some explaining on these things. So one of my favorite Spanish films is called Valentin. It's from Argentina. And it's about this little Argentine boy who lives with his grandma because his mother left him and his dad when he was a kid. And his dad just wants to be a playboy, so he's just left Valentin to live with his grandma. And she gets old, and his dad is always dating these younger women, but he's always really mean to them. And Valentin is just this super... Like, just imagine the cutest little boy. <laughs> like, he's got these great big thick glasses, and his eyes are super cross-eyed, and all he wants to do is be a NASA astronaut, uh, which is never going to happen because his eyes are so crossed. And he's got, to like, kind of some autistic tendencies, but he's super, super sweet, and everybody kind of falls in love with him. One of his dad's girlfriends falls in love with him, and then she realizes that his dad's a total creep. So then Valentin has to... Set up his dad's ex girlfriend with his friend, and it's just a. It's I, I. know I've said this word now like ten times in this description, <laughs> but it, it is like the sweetest show, and this kid is so awesome, and the actor is amazing. So that's like part A of my story. Part B is there's this Argentine comic called Mafalda. You guys <laughs> heard of Mafalda? I, I have. I okay. So I Mafalda heard. is. Sort of a Latin American, like, peanuts is kind of the yeah. the easiest, like, quickest way to describe it. But the Wikipedia page says, Muf, uh, Mafalda is a six-year-old girl with a great concern for the state of humanity and a noted hatred for soup. She often leaves her parents at a loss by asking about mature or complex top- topics. As an example, she gets chided to concern herself with childlike things instead of asking about China's communism. In response, she pretends to play with bubbles in soapy water, only to promptly proclaim that she is done and then restate the China question once more. <laughs> so she's this... Re- really like intense very mature girl who's always mad at the world because because nobody cares about climate change and communism and things like that. So I want a fan fiction where this sweet innocent <laughs> oh, Valentine falls in madly in love with this like Spitfire Mafalda <laughs> When they're you know like maybe seventeen, eighteen years old, and I just want to see that romance like happen because the the one thing about Valentin is that he gets what he wants in the end.
1: So I'm pretty much I'm pretty sure you just described the movie Up, uh, you know, I don't kind
2: know. of like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A Spanish Up,
1: yeah, with the Latino yeah, people.
3: It's Argentine Up, yeah. It is kind of like that.
1: <laughs> the greatest love story ever written.
3: Yeah, see, I- one of one of certainly. It's a, yes. it's amazing. But yeah, I wanna see that. I wanna see I wanna that see Valentine Woo Mafalda.
0: Yeah, I found a picture of Valentine and he's wearing like this button up shirt and a sweater vest and
3: <laughs> giant glasses. <laughs> he, he, builds these, he builds these rockets in his house and like a homemade space suit. He wears like big weights on his shoes to practice for when he goes into space and there's no gravity. And so he walks down the street with these big weights on his shoes and <laughs> oh man it is it is a beautiful beautiful movie if you have not seen Valentine I highly highly recommend it and if you haven't read Mafalda it's laugh out loud funny it's really really good
0: Okay if I don't speak Spanish is it going to work for me
3: Oh yeah I mean, you should read it in English. Like, get get it in translation. Okay, all right. all I was, I was like, do they translate
0: yet. these things?
3: <laughs> yeah, that, I'm sure that there's an English translation on Mafalda, and and you can get English subtitles in uh, in Valentin. Yeah, get subtitles for Valentin. It's a great, great movie.
0: Okay, all right. I, I like I like how you went above and beyond, not just doing an age shift, but did a mashup as well. So yes,
1: <laughs> that was that was pretty intense. Okay, so I'm doing age shift, all right? Okay, so. Picture this. We were wandering through the halls of Gallifrey High. 10-0-11-0-0-0-2. zero Those are the coordinates to Gallifrey. And I'm pretty much picturing this show being the doctor and the master fighting over whichever time lady they decide to go after. And um, I did the coordinates on it because I'm picturing it being like the tagline for this show would be, a team drama for all time and space.
3: Oh, oh man!
1: And um, it's like nine hundred two one zero in Gallifrey. It just
3: keeps
0: getting better and better.
1: <laughs> so it will appear to all, right? The ladies and the men, because I mean, I'm just—I I mean, just think about it. Like they have to. It's like today's class is going to be Tardis one hundred one. And they're like, I don't know how to do this. What's this perception filter? And then he's like, oh, but this girl didn't like me. He's like, I'm going to change it into a makeout tent. And they're like, what? No. (laughs) I don't know. Do you have have
3: in your head, like, uh, have you cast cast this? Well, the thing
1: is, is that what I'm picturing is that, like, we're going to Moffatize it, where the Moffat (laughs) just comes up with his own, like, whatever he wants. And I'm going to say that, like, Time Lords have, you know, 13... Regenerations before they hit puberty, or something like that, and so we can just have thirteen different people throughout like twenty-five seasons. Awesome. Of this, and then it's never going to get old, just like Doctor Who. So
3: <laughs> that is amazing.
1: You know, and they're all fighting over their cars, but they're just like mini Tardises that that have training wheels on them, so they can't actually go through time and space. They can only just go through space. So they can't like they haven't gotten their time stamp on it yet and so they just like zoom from one place to another place and they all have different perception filters on there because it's like the cool thing and it impresses the ladies so (laughs) yeah i'm i mean this is gonna be great
2: (laughs) whatever you say
1: (laughs) you you know what i like i said at the beginning of this podcast i did not cater any of my choices
0: so you so you so you didn't cater your choices to jeff but I think this one might be the most true to fan fiction right here with the with all the different ships that you could do or the shipping of different people and yeah yeah nine hundred two one zero on Gallifrey in high school yeah
3: <laughs> I tell you a lot They're, of people would watch the heck out of that show
0: uh, yeah they would they I, I I might be one of them at some point I've never watched nine hundred two one zero but I, hey I watched Gilmore Girls who would you, I
3: can't say no to anything. You watched
0: Gilmore Girls for homework,
3: <laughs> right, you? Hey, and then I uh, He enjoyed every it, he enjoyed every minute then of it. And I proceeded
0: to talk about it for 2 hours. So.
3: <laughs> That's
1: true. And it was a great conversation. You should listen to the podcast, Jeff.
2: Who says I haven't? <laughs> oh,
1: good for you. I'm
2: proud of I you. I listened to it. Yeah, I was I, there was a couple times that I wanted to chime in, but then I remembered it was a recording. <laughs> no, I'm not actually on this one. <laughs> so yeah like oh this isn't just a conversation anyway so all
0: right jeff which 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 one of these would you pick for our anthology
2: book you know as weird as it is i i think i i'm going for the supernatural because little supernatural really? because uh i gave up on supernatural because when my favorite episode turned out to be a bunch of regular hillbillies kidnapping people oh that was i realized creepy. hey maybe the show isn't for me so well i mean like all the magical stuff and whatnot didn't really draw my attention. My favorite episode is still this, and plus, I gave up in season two. But you know, uh, it's the one it seems that seems to be a pattern. <laughs> giving up in season two. Yeah, I'm I'm going to super, little, little supernatural as he has it written. And now. See, I,
0: I believe this is called an
2: insurmountable lead. <laughs> insurmountable. Lead.
1: It's
3: true. So, all right, but I'm not holding up. <laughs> they. Sometimes they hold, sometimes they, they disappear.
0: If you need to know what that reference is from, just go listen to all of the protagonist podcast. You can pause this.
2: <laughs> just go listen to 100 episodes of a podcast. So,
0: yeah, yeah, you know. All right. You've got the time. Jeff, what's our next trope? You said you're saving the zombies for I'll last? zombies last. So we are going to the time shift then. So this is where we take a story and we either... Move it into a future setting or into a past setting or, you know, just maybe, maybe it's the future of the canonical timeline. And so it, all sorts of wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff can go on here. Uh, let's have Todd and then Nick and then I will wrap this one up. All right,
3: Todd. Wow us. Okay. Hang on one second. No <laughs> No pressure. No pressure. Okay, so one of my favorite uh, Spanish novels from recent times is called uh, Lagrimas en la lluvia, which means uh, Tears in the Rain. So the title comes from Blade Runner, and this story takes place in the year 2109, and it's the United States of Earth, and uh, it takes place in Madrid in the United States of Earth. And there's a woman named Bruna Husky, and she's this jaded, cynical, lonely noir detective, and uh, she's also a tech- techno human, which is they also call them replicants or reps, and it's a kind of organic, artificial human.
1: So, like synths from f- Fallout Four.
3: So they're born. <laughs> Carry <laughs> <I'm just> on. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> they're born as adults, um, but they have a lifetime of memories injected into their brains at like when they're when they're when they're born or when they're made. Uh, So they they have memories of childhood that was never theirs. The the memories are written by professional writers. And they are built by a company and they serve the company for uh, several years and then they have uh, built into them uh, like a like a kill switch, they die of cancer after 10 years of life. So they work for like five years and then they get five years of life and then they all die of cancer. That's
0: a terrible way to go.
3: So Bruna's kind of depressed about her life, but she's this like hard-boiled detective that lives in this time. So I want her to find a portal to the Amer- to the Wild West and go back in time <laughs> and uh, join, join a ragtag bunch of mif- misfits and uh, protect them from uh, some power-hungry like money hungry rancher and then I also want he have a big deckard. white hat he needs a big white hat <laughs> i want I want <laughs> decker from Blade Runner to also find a portal and end up in the same place so Bruna husky and uh, and decker deckard Rick deckard they uh they joined they joined oh, that's forces. Awesome. To protect the to protect the ranchers in the old, in the old Wild West.
1: So I'm just picturing like Boss Hogg from Dallas, like showing up. So let's just portal him into. <laughs> yes.
3: Well, then you've got three. So, so he might as- can be the. Bad Fantastic. Guy. You <laughs> might as well get
1: four
0: more, and you get the, get the Magnificent Seven going
1: be on. Be the
3: Magnificent Seven, yeah.
1: Well, but Boss Hogg's the bad guy, so we, yeah, yeah, Boss Hogg would be the
3: bad guy. But we've got these two; they're like the magnificent <laughs> two. But they're both like they're both lonely and depressed and like dealing with their existential issues. Uh, but they have to kind of put them aside to help these these misfits. And maybe maybe they even fall in love with each other in the process.
1: Well, it's, it's
3: but Bruno Husky know. is a super cool character, and Tears in Rain is a really cool book.
1: And you could always have that whole thing like I'm dying. You don't want to be with me because I'm going to be gone in three years. Well I'm that's die of what, cancer that's, uh, and that's a big arc in the story I'm just saying that's the
3: novel. yeah, I mean that's the novel <laughs> basically uh, but it becomes a trilogy because in the, in the end Bruna realizes that there are some uh, replicants who, um, who survive
1: So and, so there's maybe there's hope And Blade Runner for some reason carries the cure with him and he didn't even know it all along.
3: <laughs> who knew <laughs> yeah I like it. So it's a Wild West, uh, it's a Wild West story with two uh, neo-noir replicant detectives.
0: Wow. Wild West (laughs) neo-noir replicant detectives. That sounds like a tagline.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. And I have to follow this.
0: (laughs) Well, good luck there, Nick.
1: All right. Here's mine.
3: Go big or go home.
1: (laughs) This is what I'm doing. A kingdom is wrought with peril and corruption as a young rogue seeks to find the answers of the tyrannical rule that that rules over this kingdom. So he's searching through the castle... And he comes upon a young woman and her older brother who have been captive in this castle because she has a connection to the mystical arts. And reluctantly, he sets her free, but she may not be all that she seems. So join us on this adventure as a band of rogues uncover a plot that the kingdom is creating monsters called reavers upon (laughs) the kingdom. (laughs) And we join... Malcolm Reynolds as the rogue, Kaylee as the bracksmith, Jane as the muscle, Wash as the coachman with his Nubian warrior wife, Zoe, <laughs> as <laughs> Shepherd, Book, the priest, and Inara, well, we know what she is in this story. <laughs> River the mystic that has magical arts and her brother, Simon, are trying to uncover this tyrannical plot. That's what I got.
0: You know what's funny? Simon's
2: character is virtually the exact same.
1: Yep, he doesn't change at all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you just took a western that's a, a space western and I made know. It, a metalli uh, <laughs> and put it into <laughs> the a dark ages. Is it like yeah. a fantasy a fantasy western
1: yeah. now?
3: Okay. F- space a f- western turns into fantasy western. It yeah, turns
1: into Robin Hood times or something like that.
2: Wait, as soon okay. as you said castle, I really wanted to interrupt and say, I swear, if you're making Robin Hood, I'm I'm cutting you off there.
1: <laughs> I would have done Robin Hood. Well, no, yeah, yeah. Play into
3: the crowd. It's always a g- it's always a good move to play to uh to Firefly because there are a lot of nerds who love that show.
1: And it's just really easy to just cookie cutter everyone in that show into like any time. Like I literally was like, I could do a western. But that's just way too on point, you know. And then I was I like, could "Do oh, Firefly I could. and make it a Western? <laughs> you could
2: oh, <did> do Firefly
1: <laughs> and make it a Western." And I was like, "No, that's not a good idea." And then I was like, "Well, I'll do my favorite time period, you know, because I love knights and I love, you know, I loved Robin Hood as a kid. I ran around oh, yeah. and played Robin Hood all day long and King Arthur. And so I was like, I got to put this in somewhere because if this is my fan fiction, that's where I would go with it. So, I very
0: nearly did my time shift into that exact same time period." Luckily I, I I didn't though. Okay, so here's mine. Jesuit priest, Father Francis Charles Xavier, has an orphanage on the outskirts of Salem, Massachusetts, where he and his friend Max Eisenhart seek out, protect, and train children <laughs> who like them have unexplained abilities. Many people believe that those with abilities have been <laughs> cursed by the devil and practice witchcraft. But <laughs>
3: Isn't this Marvel sixteen oh two.
0: Except except they, this is Marvel. This is this is this is X Men sixteen ninety
2: two. Uh, all removed. these characters okay. are
0: fictional. Any likeness to living
2: or dead is completely coincidental. Now,
0: now, I, I, before I, before I finish this, I would like to point out that there actually was a Jesuit priest named uh, Father Francis Xavier. So Francis. Xavier, I just yeah. I just threw Charles in there. Uh, <laughs> but okay, all right, <laughs> <Yes>. so. <laughs> So, Father Francis (laughs) believes that these children are blessed with the spiritual gifts that Paul refers to in Corinthians. One evening after a breakthrough in research, Father Francis and Max discover a way to temporarily manifest abilities in normal people using a virus. But it has a possibility to kill some of the people. Max wants to infect the entire village to show them that the children that they are rescuing are blessed and not cursed. But Francis argues that it's up to God and not man. To make life and death decisions, to which Max declares, "We are gods." Max takes on the name Magnus, which means great and powerful, and he convinces a third part of the orphanage to join him in the Brotherhood of the Blessed and attempt to <laughs> oh, br- <man. laughs> attempt to bring. This is brilliant. Everyone- Why is this not written? <laughs> I, right, I was. I actually looked this up. Yeah. Marvel has never done x Men Salem Witch Trials crossover, but so he he yes. wants to bring everyone to the truth by force. Father Francis is saddened by his friend's betrayal, but knows with all this power God has given him a great responsibility, and so he assembles a team of his strongest and most loyal students to protect the village. Taking on the ancient Aramaic symbol for the cross, they become the X Men.
1: The Templar. Oh, wait, the X Men. Yes, so. That's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. You
3: have you have read Marvel 60s? Yes, I have. Right? Yes, I have.
1: There there,
0: okay. there may be some influence <laughs> in there. I'm
3: I'm, I'm, okay. I'm not I'm not I'm not going
0: to lie, but they've never done an X-Men like a full-on X-Men where
3: Sounds Okay.
0: All right. So, Or Salem with the Salem witch trials. Here's the thing that got me thinking about this. With, with Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, J.K. Rowling put out a whole ton of stuff about how important the Salem witch trials were and all the history behind North American wizardry. And then she didn't use it at all. So then I started thinking about the Salem witch trials. And I'm like, well, who would fit in better with the Salem witch trials than the X-Men? So that's how this—that's yeah. how the this started out. Even though afterwards, I'm like, eh, it kind of sounds like 1602, but this is 90 years in the future.
3: <laughs> I like so. it. I would read it. I've never even heard of Marvel 1602. Would Jeff read it? That's the question. Wow.
0: So it's—it's it's basically Marvel set Whoa. in the year 1602.
1: I have a copy of it. Yeah, I have a copy of it, Jeff. If you'd like to read it. Are we? Bri- are you
2: bribing me? Is that what <laughs> I'm? Mean? No,
1: not at all. It's <laughs> <That's> pretty good. <laughs> I'm just saying, I have comics. If you want to read I them, know. it's not like you're not at my house. Like.
3: I have All a one time. hour podcast about it if you want to listen to it. It's a good one. I mean as long as we're bribing
2: people. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> so this is this one's kinda of more difficult. Well, here's with the X Men one, by the end of it, it just turns into X Men when eventually when they're fighting, it's just they're they're fighting, you know. I like I, I like Todd's idea of having a justification of taking the character and actually time traveling as opposed to, you know, just Change. Yeah, I'm going to go with Todd. Ooh, ooh. All right. I like the Wild West replicants.
1: The Wild West neo-noir replicant
2: detective story.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now, I guarantee that Jeff will not choose my next one. <laughs> All
2: right. Do you want to just, do you wanna just leave now? No. Is it no. Harry Potter? Is that what it is? No, not. A, no, but it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I want to see Harry Potter fight some zombies. All right. So this is the
1: zombie apocalypse one, right? Yep. Okay. So. <laughs> you sound super I don't confident. I don't have this one written out so I'm just going off the fly on this one I'm sorry guys. Okay, so four beautiful bachelorettes live together and they have the comings and goings of men coming and enjoying the pleasures of being with them and they're all sitting around the couch <laughs> and they're watching the TV and they and they discover that it has happened. The zombie apocalypse is upon us. So our friends, Rose, Dorothy, <laughs> Blanche, and Sophia,
2: all thought... discover
1: that these golden girls have to get real. <laughs> and we discover that Sophia has been hiding a cache of weapons underneath the house. Wow. Well, the last where do you
2: keep your weapon cache?
1: Ten years. <laughs> and as they decide what is going to happen, we find out that Blanche wasn't only just sleeping with all those men, but she was Com- she was putting together an army of men to protect them <laughs> just in case something like this would happen so the militia of the golden girls is born and as you can imagine dorothy is not going to have any of it and rose played by benny white has no idea what's going on the entire time so that is my pitch golden girls in the zombie apocalypse wow crap
3: i have to follow that <laughs> That was amazing. <laughs> so are these older girl, golden girls or are they young golden girls? Oh
1: yeah. No. It, this is this is what I picture. Season finale. <laughs> and then there's like this little after the credit scene where it's like, "Holy crap. The zombie apocalypse just happened and then whole new show. Like spin-off <laughs> wow. off Thank show." You for being after a the friend. Golden girls. <laughs> At the end. Bam. Oh, wow. So they're all old. Like they are old. But
0: here, here's the thing. <laughs> I can see I can see Sophia Sophia, right? No, yeah, that's the grandma. grandma. Yeah, I I can see her coming out with like big guns, be like,
1: "I'm ready." She's got her little like (laughs) patent helmet on with the stars on the front, and she's got a bandolier of just like
2: bullets, so she looks like a (laughs) what's what's that joke, Uh, Grandma? You've got a room full of guns. What are you afraid of? Not a dang (laughs) thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow. wow! Wow. Okay.
0: All right. Well. That, that is awesome. That is awesome. Hey, so my, my – I, I don't know that any of you have watched this show that I'm doing this fan fiction on, but this is the first thing that came to my mind. Didn't stop Todd.
3: <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Won't stop me for the next two either. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Douglas Renholm of Renholm Industries orders a kit with the ingredients for the world's most potent aphrodisiac off of the internet. But when he fails to follow the instructions, he accidentally releases an airborne toxin into the air conditioning that turns his employees into zombies with the taste for human flesh. Renholm rushes to the IT department, which is also the place that has the worst air conditioning. And he runs in and explains what's going on while trying to seduce Jen. Because, well, maybe maybe the formula kind of worked. It was worth a shot. Uh, but then the power goes out. Oh, <laughs> So Moss, Maurice Moss, is terrified because, well, zombies and the dark. But Roy convinces him to treat it like a game of Dungeons and Dragons. Moss decides that, well, he can use chemistry to fix the problem. And he pulls out the, the D20 die that he has in his pocket, and he rolls a 20. After this, Roy tries to talk him down from from doing anything crazy. But Moss knows that it will work because he rolled a 20. And we're treating this like Dungeons and Dragons. So using a combination of Moss's flip phone, Roy's phone that has a dying battery, and Jen's phone that is barely usable due to the shattered screen, they figure out the ingredients to the toxin, and they use Moss's fourth-grade chemistry kit to fix the problem.
3: His fourth-grade chemistry kit, which he just happens to have on hand at work. He rolled
0: a 20. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, but, but the chemistry fix that they do, it reboots the people's brains. Roy is shocked when it works,
1: but now they are tasked with rebooting the world and getting rid of the zombies. And then Moss says, I came here to drink milk and kick some, and I just finished my milk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I edited myself on that one. Wait, did you, you try turning it off and turning it back on again? Help desk, if you turn it off and on again.
0: I, I had a whole I had this whole scene worked out as well where oh what is his name? The server room guy. Uh but he's a goth. He, oh, yeah. he comes out I and Douglas Reynolds his like it's
1: a zombie and kills him because yeah. Alright, so I have a I'm having a couple problems with it. What operating what operating system does it run? Vista. We're all gonna die.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a bomb disposal episode. So no I ha I Uh, I had another pitch for this show written, and my sister read it, and she was like, yeah, that sounds like it could actually have been a real episode, though. So (laughs) I was like, all right, all right, I'll I'll, I'll change it around
1: a little bit. For those of you who haven't caught on yet, this is the IT crowd. Yes, a great British comedy.
2: I've been saying it this whole time. (laughs) Yes, they're the it crowd.
1: The it crowd. (laughs) Such a good... (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I have brought you The internet. Do not Google for Google. It will break the internet. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> See, this show kind of is written
1: like a fan fiction already. So I uh, it was like, but, you know, with zombies, I was like. It's like a dream, sweet, <laughs> dream sequence or something. They wake up after. Oh, we were all dead all along, lost. I don't know.
3: All right, oh, Todd, God. we
0: have a zombie AU to hear from you.
3: Okay. So. One of my favorite authors and one of my favorite fandoms. If I was going to send in a random fandom to the fandom podcast, it would be Louis (laughs) L'Amour, the great Western author. And his last finished novel is from 1987. It's called Last of the Breed. Have any of you guys read this? I have
0: that sitting in my garage right now.
3: Oh, man. Have you read it? Uh, Not since I was really young. (laughs) Oh man, it's a good, it's a great book. So it's a fictional story of this Native American U.S. Air Force pilot. His name is Major Joseph Makatazi, and they call him Joe Mack. I'm going to be reading um, some of this from the Wikipedia page. So he's shot down by Soviets over the ocean between Russia Russia and Alaska, and then he's captured. And the start of the book chronicles how he he, he his his daring escape from cap- captivity. And then the success of his foot travel across Siberia to the Bering Strait uh, using all of his Native American hunting, tracking, and evasion skills. These are things that have been taught by his people from generation to generation for thousands of years. And uh, he has to practice archery, firemaking, tracking, stalking, hunting, skinning, and ambush, all these things that were taught to him by his elders. And the quote from the book is, a man with a knife can survive. And he's being chased all this time by this, like, native Siberian guy. And they're matching wits. It's an amazing, amazing book. So in my fan fiction, uh, he's in the woods trying to escape from the, from the Russians. And then the zombie apocalypse happens. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's, and madness, what's worse, zombies are Russians? Ooh. Madness ensues. Now, I just want to see this guy in the zombie apocalypse. Because he could take care of himself. So that's the story. <laughs> <laughs> I like it.
0: <laughs> when, uh, I inherited every single Louis L'Amour book that he ever published. Really? Yeah, yeah it was, uh, my grandparents loved Louis L'Amour, and we would, whenever we would go on trips with them, we would listen to them on like book on tape. And so, oh yeah, those So are when great. my grandma passed away, I was like, I want the Louis L'Amour books, and nobody else, and everyone was like, Really, you want those? And I was like, Yes.
3: You want the what? Oh man, that's a, what a yeah, treasure. Yeah.
0: So. I have to – they're in my garage. I have to go through them and organize them and stuff like that. It's, I, It's been something I've been putting off because, you know, family and memories and stuff like that. Let myself <laughs> build up some scar tissue first. So, Well,
3: they're almost all Westerns, but uh, Last of the Breed is one of the few that's not, and it is a really good book. The only thing that would make it maybe maybe better <laughs> – well, I can't say <laughs> that, but it would be zombies. But, uh, I mean, it's it's <laughs> – it's really, it's really, really an amazing. What piece story
1: of, isn't made better with zombies?
3: Really, I'm actually not a huge zombie, uh, zombie apocalypse.
0: Fan. Oh, I'm not either. But I knew that Jeff was, so I threw this one in there specifically so that he would do a <laughs> fanfic episode with us.
2: <laughs> I would have done this anyway. Okay.
0: Okay. Probably. So, so Todd, uh, just real quick, when you were talking about your Wild West neo-noir replicant detectives and we were building the Magnificent Seven around it, I was going to be like, well, you got to throw yeah. Kilkenny in there if you're going to do a Magnificent Seven.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, don't, don't think that Kilkenny didn't come across my mind as, <laughs> as being able to handle himself in the zombie apocalypse. But, but uh, no, it, this one went to Joe Mack. Joe
0: Mack is the Louis Lamore
3: character of choice for the zombie apocalypse. Okay. All right. That guy's amazing. <laughs> I mean, if you can't be with Will Smith during the zombie apocalypse, then you've got to be with Jimmy. <laughs> I mean, the end of the world. If I could be with anybody at the end of the world, it would probably be Will Smith because he always seems to make it out okay.
2: I'm sure your wife and children are happy to hear
0: that. <laughs> 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 oh, we uh, Will Smith was in a zombie apocalypse movie. Even I am Legend.
3: Mm-hmm. So. That's a that's a pretty interesting yeah. movie. My wife, it's my wife went with me to go see that. She
0: didn't realize it was a horror movie when she chose it. She just saw Will Smith. <laughs> so
1: that was an interesting movie <laughs> wow <laughs> all right i would have liked to have been a fly on the wall just to see her reactions during that. yeah
0: it that was been... it was kind of interesting it was kind of interesting so this was back when we were first married and she would actually go out to movies she doesn't love them <laughs> she doesn't love them so she, <laughs> she learned her like, uh, will smith i like titch i'll go
3: see i'll go see this one very different movies <laughs> surprise <laughs> those monsters are kind of scary in that in that movie
2: yeah, yeah, that's, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's also rough, roughly a zombie movie. I wouldn't qualify it as one personally, mostly because there's a cure and they turn back and but not that. Nah, it's a weird. It's a plague movie, is anyway. that what you are saying? So, all right, all right. Well, I'm not, I'm not, one, I'm not that guy that's like, oh, it's a rage virus movie. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, I don't. You're know, not I'm that guy, not that guy, but you are
1: talking. No, I'm just
2: kidding. So. <laughs> These are three properties that I have not actually seen anything about. So which story sounds the most... Wait, you've
0: never seen Golden Girls? You are so no. young. You are so young. I've, like, it's...
2: I don't know if you yeah, pointed this out. I think this it ended in I'm like 95. And I, it's like... So yeah, I, I was really a fan of that show when I was two.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's... It went from like 83 to 95, I think.
3: So it's old funny women in the zombie apocalypse, or nerdy IT guys in the zombie apocalypse, or... Alone Air Force pilot slash Native American tracking genius. <laughs> yeah,
0: tracking genius. And you genius. said you didn't know how to pander to the judge.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's some movie about some old chicks or some nerds, but this guy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm just saying archery, fire making, tracking, stalking, hunting, skinning, and ambush skills. Comedy
1: gold.
0: <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Fourth grade chemistry
1: kit. Aphrodisiacs. The internet.
2: Why are you plugging his show all of a sudden? Why not? We're I like all, all friends of here. We're all friends.
3: <laughs> They're very all very different. I'm just trying to help
1: this process along here, guys. You're the you're the one who has to make the decision, Jeff, not us.
2: I know. That's the hard all of a sudden, volunteering to be the judge doesn't sound like the best idea. Uh I could be the I could do the uh coward's way out and give it to Nick, so everyone's a winner.
1: But yes. Well we've got a fourth. We've got a fourth, and then that
2: Oh, that's right. There's actually we actually calculated it so there's actually a tiebreaker this time. <laughs> cuz with the the Lamar with the tracker and whatnot, how hard is it to track zombies cuz they're there, you know? And IT Crowd kind of sounds like it's a, a one-off like Brandon written, wrote it out so there's a beginning middle of and, end.
0: No, they have to go they have to go turn the rest of the world now.
2: But I mean like in my opinion, if the first say season or book or movie or whatever is uh, the start and finding of the cure, the, their mission to now go f- save the world could be left out because it's... that's just is World War the, Z at that point? Kind
1: of, the movie,
0: yeah,
2: not the book? Yeah, and now I'm sad. <laughs> oh, that was a terrible
1: movie. I was so sad. That book is so good.
2: World War Z is a great movie if you have never read the book.
1: <laughs> I guess that's true. And they're making another one.
2: Well, yeah. How? <laughs>
1: well, Lame. Because they
2: found it. No, no, that's fine. Uh, no, I'm going IT Crowd. Yes, wow, yes! all
3: right,
1: good choice. Good I was
0: choice. really
3: nervous. <laughs> I'd like
1: to see Moss. I would like to see Moss in the zombie <laughs> apocalypse as well. And now you have some homework, Jeff. Go watch some IT I, Crowd. That's a it's great. It's
2: on my list, but it's one of those like if it's yeah. if it turns out like Supernatural and I've wasted it's only it's right. only
1: three seasons and there's only like ten or twelve episodes in each one, so it's like short. Like you, you'll be able to watch it really quick.
2: Is it still on Netflix?
1: I believe so.
0: It was last time I, I looked. Think I don't we, know. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. I'm pre- I'm pretty sure it it's is. It's a qu- it's a quick binge. It's a quick binge. It's not a. Yeah,
0: it's something you can. Yeah. It's something you can watch while you're like playing a video game or something though, because as long as
1: you can hear the jokes. Yeah, and Le- and Lena loves what's crit. Is his name Chris O'Dowd? Is yes, Roy. She loves him. Like anytime he's in a show, she's just like,
2: yes, I love
1: him. Like when he was in Thor two, she was just like,
2: yes. All right, it's in my queue.
1: So this last AU that we're doing is a choose your own AU, where
0: we each got to pick our own tropes that we that we wanted to do a story within. So I'm going to go first on this one, and the AU that I chose to do was actually not an AU but an EU. I did an extended, expanded universe, and uh, this one is focusing on a character. That I think got the got shortchanged. Uh, this is one that I've actually talked to, I've talked about this fanfic before. So in the episode "The Doctor's Daughter," the Tenth Doctor and Donna travel to a oh, world yes. where war is being waged by manufactured persons, and the Progenation Machine uses the Doctor's DNA to create Jenny, who got her name by the Doctor calling her a generated anomaly. By the end of the episode, she's not just a soldier. She's actually fun and quirky, kind of like the Doctor. And she leaves in a rocket ship to become an explorer like her father. So this is her story. Jenny takes the rocket. I love this idea. (laughs) Jenny takes the rocket to travel through space and time. And you might think that flying a ship by yourself might be complicated, but she's not really alone. She has the ship's AI, Ellie, who is a sassy yet helpful companion, because that's the best kind of companion. And... During her adventure, she's able to obtain a time vortex manipulator that lets her travel through time and space. For part of a regeneration, she lives in Victorian England with the Silurian named Madame Vastra. And in another regeneration, even has a daughter that she names Susan. The main struggle that she faces during her adventures is figuring out how she regenerated because she doesn't really get explained that. And then whether or not to make the doctor aware that she's still alive because the doctor left before she regenerated. He didn't realize that she, or he thought she wasn't going to. So that's my ex, my extended AU. That's the one that if I ever sit down and actually write a fanfic, it will be about Jenny because Jenny needs more time in in the Doctor Who universe, dang it. And then that way... It She's so cool. ...explains who Susan is. If she becomes Susan's mother, then that's how Susan is the Doctor's granddaughter. And there's a really cool Jenny already in the series with Madame Vestra. Oh my gosh. That I was like brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know? All right. Okay, so that's Doctor Who. Todd, what do you have for us?
3: Have you guys seen Pan's Labyrinth? Yes, Once. ever. Okay. <laughs> so Oph- Ophelia is a little girl from the Guillermo del Toro film Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, if you haven't seen Pan's Labyrinth, it's the story of a young girl who's forced to move to the country to live with her sweet mother and her horrible stepfather, Capitan Vidal. <laughs> Vidal is just a horrible guy he's abusive to everyone around him uh, and then one night this already terrified ophelia is visited by a super scary fawn character who sends her on a crazy mission in which she has to face a giant frog that lives under a tree and the pale man who's this blind man-like monster with eyeballs in his hands in his hands white. Is, he's
1: white weird
3: it is a creepy creepy movie
1: people who may have not seen the show might have seen hellboy 2 and hellboy 2 was directed by the same guy and so a lot of the characters and, like, designs in Hellboy 2 are very similar to what yeah, is in a Pan's, Pan's Labyrinth. So, yeah. Visually. So in the
3: end, Ophelia is killed by Vidal. And so my fanfic is a sort of Wreck-It-Ralph kind of thing where there's a world where fictional characters live outside the context of their stories. And in this world, so after Ophelia dies, she goes to this place and she becomes a lawyer. And she's fighting <laughs> for change in fiction because her, she got really the short end of the stick in her story, and she had to suffer a lot. And so I, I was inspired by this because I've been watching this, um, this Spanish TV show called The Ministry of Time, in which there's a, there's a ministry of the government. So like a branch of the Spanish government is called The Ministry of Time, and there are all of these doors, and you can walk through a door into a, another time. <laughs> and they travel they travel back and forth in time and then they their job at the ministry is to make sure that Spanish history stays the way that it's supposed to be so there will be like in, there's an episode where Cervantes doesn't turn in his manuscript for the Quixote and they have to go back and try to figure out why what what happened to Cervantes that he didn't get the get the Quixote turned in on time so they're trying to keep history the same but Ophelia in my story she's trying to she's just a total agent of chaos and she's fighting for the rights of all the fictional characters who have been mistreated by their authors. So, uh, so, so the first, the first series, the first, uh, the first episode will be Padme Amidala going against George Lucas <laughs> for making <laughs> for making her fall in love with this horrible version of Anakin Skywalker. And the second episode will be Darth Vader against George <laughs> Lucas for turning Anakin into an un- unlikable twit. And then <laughs> I pulled Facebook.
0: That post makes a whole lot more sense now. To
3: get some help, so so here we go. This is these these are these are my friends on Facebook telling me all of the the next episodes, all the Harry Potter characters who died in the, at the end of the book, Josie Pye and Anne of Green Gables, all the characters of Twilight because of excessive cardboardedness. <laughs> uh, Funes El Memorioso is a story by uh, Jorge Luis Borges about a guy who has a an accident and then he can never ever forget anything and he goes crazy uh, Aaron Hotchner in Criminal Minds seriously you don't want to be that guy basically any woman in any story who is raped as a plot device uh, Picard in the episode of Star Trek when he has to live his whole life and then realize it was all thought experiment got Arthur Conan Doyle for killing Sherlock Holmes Augusto Pérez in Unamuno's Niebla which is one of the greatest novels ever um, the Bates in Downton Abbey, Job from the Bible, <laughs> uh, Ophelia and Hamlet, Shylock in Merchant of Venice, Enter and Ender's Game, uh, Harry and Harry Potter, Oliver and Oliver Twist, Fontaine and Les Mis, Flowers in the Attic, Wild E. Coyote and any character <laughs> in the Thomas Hardy novel, but let's pick Jude from Jude the Obscure, Barb in Stranger Things, Snape in, from Harry Potter, Kilgore Trout in the Kirk Vonnegut novels, Roland Deschain, who meets Stephen King in one of the Dark Tower novels. Uh, we've got Grant Morrison's Animal Man. Sancho Panza from The False Quixote by Ave- Avellaneda. We've got Charlie Brown, Darth Maul, the cool bad guy who gets sliced in half instead of getting away. <laughs> Donna Noble, who lost all her character development when she left the TARDIS. And many, oh, many, many, many more. <laughs> it's just like it would be the gift, the gift that keeps giving. I mean, there's, there's no end of, uh, of characters who would be happy to sit down in front of their authors and say what the heck that's
0: kind of like a fan fiction writer's dream isn't it to be to be able to like i can draw from anything i want and put it in this universe that i've created
3: yeah and this also i mean that that novel niebla is probably the 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 closest thing to this actually happening where uh, a character it, the whole novel reads like a regular like a realist, like a nineteenth-century realist novel, and this character has this horrible life, and he sits down in front of his friend, and he says, "I'm going to kill myself," and his friend says, "You can't kill yourself. You're just a character in a novel." And he says, "What?" And he says, "Yeah, we're just, we're just words on a page, man. You can't kill yourself." And then the author says, "Wait, oh, somebody's knocking on my door," and it's the character, and the character says, "What the heck have you done with my life?" And they have this like great conversation.
2: The, uh, it's that's a, It's I, an
3: amazing novel.
2: That's where I remember. It's Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah, that's, stranger that's, Than Fiction was inspired yeah, by the <laughs> Like, yeah, I know. I know. I've heard this word before. Like, I know we've talked about this. Yep, yep, yep.
3: Yeah, it came up on this yeah. podcast. My fa-
0: my favorite yeah. thing is that you described this though as Pan's Labyrinth meets Wreck It Ralph. Like those those are two yes. that I, I just would not be all like, yeah, these two go
3: together.
2: Although now I now I really want to see Guillermo Del Toro direct Wreck It Ralph. <laughs>
3: oh man. <laughs> I was trying to think of like who in, who in fiction, just like really got hosed and Ophelia is <laughs> there's, there's a lot, lot of them. them there's a lot of them <laughs> there are a lot of them but man for like such a sweet girl to be in such a horrifying film uh so she wins it she she becomes my lawyer going to bat for all of fiction trying to change everything all right all
0: right so a, a legal drama for for your <laughs> eight for your pick all right so nick nick <laughs> how, what do you what do you got for us
1: uh, all right well mine um so I'm, I'm going to throw it out this way. What is the one episode that I always see of X-Men?
0: <laughs> it's <No>. the
1: Mojoverse. <laughs> the Mojoverse. So here's my idea.
2: It's a world where that the episode wo- never existed, so Nick the, doesn't have yep. to see it. <laughs> okay, so,
1: so the overseer of the universe has grown tired and stagnant of watching all of these people living their lives. And so he decides that he needs a jester. He needs something to entertain him. So he's already done the let's take the greatest heroes of all the fandoms and have them fight against each other, i.e., Batman versus Captain America or the Hulk versus Doomsday. And so he says, let's change it up just a little bit. Let's find characters that would in no way ever think that they needed to fight and let's put them in a death battle. (laughs) So here are a few of the. Is this
3: called the Hunger Games?
1: No, this is the death battle. All right.
2: okay <laughs> it's completely different okay
1: but it's okay. one-on-one combat versus specially thought out and you know very similar styles so that it can be for maximum entertainment so here's a few that i have thought of and um listeners you can you can comment on what you think should happen too so the first one would be peter griffin versus homer simpson <laughs> it's just an obvious one right then we went on to uh, Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory versus Phineas from Phineas and Ferb. Oh, that could be a good
2: oh, I was really hoping it was going to be Dexter from Dexter. <laughs>
1: no. Uh, Rosie the Robot from the Jetsons versus Bender from Futurama.
0: <laughs> My money's on Rosie on that one.
1: Uh, Burton Guster from Psych versus Webster. What you talk about, Willis? <laughs> And that could just be a verbal battle. I'm, I mean, It can be whatever you want. Undercover Brother versus Black Dynamite. John, wow. o- John Oliver versus Stephen Colbert. Uh, Bill Murray in What About Bob versus Monk. Uh, June Cleaver <laughs> from Leave it to Beaver versus Carol oh Brady God. from the B- Brady Bunch. <laughs> Dwight-, Dwight K. Schrute from The Office versus The Janitor from Scrubs. Uh, Frankenfurter, Tim Curry from Rocky Horror Picture Show versus... Titus Andromedon from <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> Billy the Kid from Blazing Saddles, Gene Wilder's character, versus Yosemite Sam from Looney Tunes. <laughs> uh, Cyril Figgis from Archer versus the Dad from Fairly Odd Parents. <clears throat> Uh, and those are just a few. I could keep going, but <laughs> just a few,
0: oh, just so a Jeff, few. after listening to those two, I'm going to withdraw my, <laughs> my submission for this round oh.
2: <laughs> to be fair. I've heard yours. before. Yes, you have. Like you, you've, you've
0: brought that up before. I was, I was going to do something else, but I was like, I was like, no, this is, this is the one that I'm going to do. But these two are hilarious and they're the gift that keeps on giving. Like, you can, you can just keep going with, with both of those ideas. I love how in this, in this Choose Your Own that both of you came up with ideas that could just keep going and going and going.
2: You both came up with ideas no. of, I couldn't choose just one fandom, so I took them all. <laughs> yes.
1: I've got one more. Liz Lemon from 30 Rock versus Jess from New Girl. Oh, okay. That's a good one.
2: If any of us us had seen New Girl. (laughs) That
1: was for all our lady listeners out there.
2: Yeah, both of them. And one of them's your wife. And
1: they're sitting downstairs laughing, and I'm wondering (laughs) what they're talking
2: about. Are they listening to this? No. All right. So it's a choice between do I want to watch my favorite character or all fandoms (laughs) argue about why they needed more screen time or all fandoms (laughs) why they're better than another fandom.
3: (laughs) No, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. It is uh, not about know, why rough, they deserve more screen time. It's about estimate. why they deserve not to be totally hosed by their authors. I mean like why not why their why their suffering is so
0: Like like the terrible. people who were plot devices who died just because they needed the main character to feel sadness. Like Uncle Ben,
1: he got it bad, man.
0: Well, yeah, Uncle Star- Ben got
3: it bad.
1: <laughs> Star you know, Spider Man.
3: Or people who get paired up with total doofuses.
0: You could still choose the doctor's daughter,
2: but but that's that, that, that's your choice. <laughs> Should I just choose that one to avoid? Of like he he chose a single fandom. He stuck to this rules that was literally create your own.
0: Here, here's the here's the thing about fan fiction though. There are no rules.
1: <laughs> there was no rules. It was no rules. Do whatever you want.
0: That's what that that that's what fanfic kind of is. I'll, I'll concede I'll concede the the creativity points on that one. But okay, Jeff <laughs> Jeff, go ahead and. Pick, pick your favorite one. Go for it.
2: I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> I I really just want to call it a draw because those are both those are both infinite ideas. No, oh,
1: you,
0: you know, got to pick one. And Nick
2: fight right now, and the winner gets. I don't. do want it. Oh, That's, it's on, baby. It's wait, wait, on. Nick. I
0: just thought of one more for your for your death battle. Yes, You've I got just Todd the same and Nick. <laughs> Todd from the Protagonist podcast and Nick from the Fandom podcast
1: going at it, dude. Every chapter is a new fight and each one each one will be completely different because the way that me and todd would fight would be way different than the way that fairly odd parents dad fights um cyril figus you know yeah and i and you know figus is technically a trained like isis operative <laughs> but yet he so fumbles everything s- he does so i mean
2: you said each chapter would be a different fight what is the medium you're hoping to have this be just, well, it has to be
1: written, right? Because well, that's what we're doing. But if I, if I would I guess do it, is it, book, I, it would be animated yeah. or it would be live action. Like, I don't care. Whatever caters <laughs> whatever caters to what, it.
3: Whatever it needs <laughs> to be for you to pick it. Yeah. No, no, no.
1: But like.
0: I, think, I think it's mixed media. I think it's mixed media. When you've got characters from literature arguing it's written. When that's you've what, got Homer and saying. Peter Griffin going, it's animated. But when you've got uh, Webster and Burton Guster going, it's live action. I mean, it, it just... And
3: when it's me against Nick, it's audio.
1: <laughs> well, and it could be it could be combined too, because if we're doing Gene Wilder versus Yosemite Sam, then it's going to be like Anchors Away when Gene Kelly is dancing with Tom and Jerry.
3: I was going to go with Bedknobs and Broomsticks.
1: That too, playing soccer. <laughs> I was I was, I was thinking Space Jam, uh, Mary Poppins right? with like <laughs> with, with the penguins <laughs> with Poppin. the with the penguins. All right. Yeah. I went with the classic, the one that won and not the one best picture, Anchors Away. <laughs>
2: all right all right never, never, jeff which one which one you that. got uh i'm gonna go with nix because it I seems gotta like win! Yeah! it seems like it's more up my alley <laughs> <laughs> okay i i kind of wish i was in with leanon and amy right there just to oh, see they, their reactions they don't of you them. screaming here, are just you kidding from me the
1: other room she's probably no i'll probably be like i probably will have my wife come up and be like Shh,
0: cobra's sleeping <laughs> Be quiet. You wake him up. You're in trouble. You're getting him back to bed. Uh, I don't even know how to label yours, Nick. Uh, celebrity <laughs> Deathmatch. match.
1: Fandom f- Yes. Yeah. Fandom, Fandom death
0: match. Fandom deathmatch. Okay. Let's get it on. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, so as a recap, in our age shifting, I took the age shifting one with Little Supernatural, Little Supernatural, and uh, Time Shift- Todd won out with his Wild West Neo Noir replicant detectives. Uh, zombie AU, the IT crowd takes the win, and Choose Your Own AU, the fandom death match by Nick. So that
3: sounds like riveting. Uh, some riveting. Uh, that,
0: that, was, there. that was. That
2: was. That's. You know what? We should put this in production. I think we could. I think we could sell it. And, <laughs> and uh, well, now we can't post this episode because you know we're just giving away our ideas. Well, your ideas i'm taking credit. <laughs> i'm part of this day <laughs> all right <laughs>
0: all right all right so do we want to do a bring out your dad stories that we thought about but decided not to go with speed round
1: i really tried to figure out something with pokemon and i could not think of a darn thing <laughs> like i really was just like okay i'm just gonna nix that idea Oh,
0: that, that would be interesting
1: Zombie, zombie Pokemon? I don't know. You know like, See, I thought... You can't make them younger or older, and then if you put them in a different time period or a different place, then it's just kind of the same thing. It, well, so I, I, I mean, that's what like, they did uh, in the show anyway. They just went to new places yeah. over and over. Over and over, yeah. So I was like, well, there's nothing there. But that was like my first thing. I was like, oh, Pokemon, because I was playing Pokemon Go, of course. But Yeah, I couldn't figure anything out for that <laughs> one. So that went in the graveyard <laughs> real quick.
3: Is that still a thing? Is Pokemon Go still a... Sometimes. it's still going strong? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's not as big as it was, but it's it's still
0: bigger than people thought it would be.
3: I had a... I don't know if it's a Natalie Portman thing or if it really is a Padme Amidala thing, but (laughs) I... (laughs) I...
1: We're getting deep cut right here. Deep cut. Mm -hmm.
3: There are few characters in fiction that I feel more frustrated with the way that they were uh, treated in their stories than Padme. Like, she... I feel like there's so much potential for her to be such a great character and for her to fall in love with Anakin is like one of the greatest tragedies in fiction. It just, it really bothers me a well, lot. Especially so, since um, episode is, one,
0: there is such the age difference. It feels kind of creepy when you think about it. Like the little yeah. Jake, what's his face and and,
1: Poor man. and Portman. It's just yeah. like I, his, his life I feel like she, so sad. She could be so cool. Well, and it's even worse when it's, like, the worst actor in the world is next to, like, one of the best actors. And so, like, their chemistry just doesn't work because it's, like, I love you, Padme. Let's go roll in the hay.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Any... Like, it, oh I, my I want, I need to go find some great fan fiction that's already been written about that because there has to be some alternate universe in which she's paired with somebody she great. she says no uh, But I, I was thinking about pairing her with, uh, with Malcolm Reynolds. <laughs> that's
2: awesome. <laughs> have you heard the uh, the fan theory that Obi-Wan is actually the father of Padme's children?
3: Um, I think I have heard that and
2: <laughs> I'm totally okay with it. <laughs> I'm totally okay with it. Um, like I that's also why thought devoted about so much time. Anyway,
3: I
1: am your father. No,
3: you're not. It's Uncle Ben. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, with the the time shift, I thought about Quixote*, but then like basically every story ever written is just a time shift of the Quixote Quixote*. <laughs> <song>. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like that story, do you? <laughs> no, not at all. Not, not at all. all. <laughs> no, there's nothing there.
1: I sang <laughs> I sang the Don Quixote song from the musical, and it the was *The Impossible Dream*. We, you know, we had a big variety show of lots of different things, and then. We would get to that song and it was just like energy drop. Like every like it just killed all the energy (laughs) in the show. And so halfway through halfway through the tour, we cut the song. Really? Because it was just like Yeah. It was like That's terrible. It was really sad. And that's like that's what I associate with Don Quixote. So every time you talk about (laughs) it, I'm like, It's the energy killer. It's (laughs) the energy killer of the show.
3: (laughs) Oh Oh, man. So yeah. for the,
0: oh, sorry. For the time shift or the age shift, it was, I was going to do an age shift with Harry Potter, and I was going to make him older, and I'm like, I'll make him ministry employees, I'll put, make him ours, and then I realized that somebody already wrote a fan fiction like that, and they called it Harry Potter yeah, and yeah. the Cursed Child. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Never heard of it. <laughs> you know, the part oh, one I'm and sorry, two. Harry Pot- Pot yeah, one? yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter. I know it's a little book that you haven't read before, but
2: you know... Uh, <laughs> Hey, I read it once. But the and by read I mean listen to dude, it. Dude, I just and thought I of another to death it, I mean, battle. Was there when Lena read it out loud? I totally anyway. just
1: thought of another death battle. I want to see Perry, the platypus from Phineas and Ferb, versus the little winged lemur from Avatar. <laughs> Momo, Momo, Momo. That's it. Oh, that's too
0: funny. <laughs> that's too funny.
1: <laughs> I could go all night. Okay, so and then
0: uh, and for won- your for for the choose your own AU, I, w- I was going to do a mashup. I ac- I had to take my son to the emergency room this last week, and for the wing that we were in, they had a no electronics policy, and they were really busy that night, and so it took him like two hours to see us. But we couldn't pull out the iPad, so he couldn't read or anything like that. He had to just sit there, <clears throat> and so I'm like, all right, let's let's let, let's do something to keep you engaged because you're going to be climbing the walls here in just a minute if you're not. And so he came up with this. Uh, mashup for me with Puff the Magic Dragon, Kubo from Kubo and the Two Strings, and Paw Patrol. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, 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 you know, he, Marshall! He had the whole thing where... I understood those references. <laughs> where the Paw Patrol heard, heard right. a crying dragon while they were cleaning up the beach, and they found that it was Puff, and that Puff was sad because he didn't have a friend anymore. And so they went and they found Kubo and the Two Strings to... Or Kubo from the Kubo and the Two Strings to be Puff's friend. So, that was one that I was like, I might flesh that out. And then I was like, I like that. Yeah, probably would have done better than I my can. doctor's daughter story, but you know,
2: uh, probably not because I haven't seen Kubo yet. Oh yeah, you need it's to a, see Kubo. That's like, w- I know it's I haven't seen it either.
0: That's it. I'm done talking. I'm done talking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, good because we've been doing it for like two hours. Man. I think. Yeah, I, th- I, <laughs> I think it's
0: pretty good time. Did anyone have anything else that they wanted to bring out from their from the recesses of their imaginations, or are we good to wrap this thing up?
1: Perry the Platypus versus James Bond. Make it happen. <laughs> it
2: did happen. Agent Phineas.
1: Yeah,
0: does anyone have a it Never did? Ending Story one that we can pull out?
1: Oh. oh man, the Never Ending Story is so good. Never <laughs> ending Did you know podcast? that Jack Black is in Never Ending Story three? He is. Yes, <laughs> I was watching it. Was they made re- a Never Ending like, Story three. I was like sitting. I was like sitting. You know. Half asleep on the couch, I wake up, and it's like, never-ending story three. And I was like, oh, well, I won't watch this. And I was (laughs) in and out of it. And then all of a sudden, like, the very beginning, the boy opens up the book, and the big bully that's, like, trying to beat him up is Jack Black. And I was like, what? And then I had to watch, like, you know, and then Jack Black wasn't in the show for a long time, (laughs) and then I turned it off. But, yeah, it was really weird. I was like, Jack Black as a little boy. It was awesome. Wow. Band of
0: Deathmatch. Falkor and... Appa from Avatar: <laughs> The Last Airbender.
1: Yes, flying. I was thinking Falcor
3: and uh, and the the kid from Spirited Away. Oh yeah, the flying yeah. dragon. Oh, dog yeah. See, I'm just telling
1: you, this is brilliant. I
0: figured I just had to let you get the, the never ending story out of your system. Falcor,
3: <laughs> man, when he chases those kids and they jump in the dumpster, that's just <laughs> that's the best for any kid that was ever bullied when they it's were on little.
0: Netflix. It's on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. well let's wrap this thing up then thank you for listening to the fandom podcast I hope we were able to help you escape from your daily grind I hope you got a couple laughs out of that Uh, maybe we introduced you to a new fandom maybe you have no idea what we were talking about and you should go check it out if we did head over to fandompodcast.com slash iTunes or fandompodcast.com slash Android uh, and subscribe to the show you can also go to any podcatcher that you use and search for the fandom podcast Uh, if you want to be part of the Conversation, submit a random fandom over to random at fandompodcast.com. Contact us over at facebook.com slash fandom podcast. Uh, just as a reminder, if you are interested in checking out Audible, use our link, fandompodcast.com slash audible, and get yourself two free books as a trial instead of just the one that, that you hear most of the time. Or if you're just going to be d- wrapping up some Christmas shopping on Amazon, use the link, fandompodcast.com slash Amazon. And until
3: next time. It's time for a death battle!
2: Well, thank you for the books, the horrifying story, and the threat upon my life.
3: Dream the impossible dream. May the fandom be with you. <laughs> bum. Bum,
2: bum, bum, bum,
1: bum, 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 dream the impossible, impossible
3: dream. dream. To
1: fight the, the unbeatable,
2: unbeatable foe. And Brandon is still recording.
1: And now you can see why that song literally killed all the energy. This
3: is my quest. It is your quest.
2: And there's your outtakes.